Hello, welcome to the Reframing Eye Care podcast. I am your host, Dr. Maria Sampalas, and today I'm excited to have Dr. Anita Gulmeri on us on the podcast. Welcome, Doc. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. I I, I know you, um, you know, graduated from New College of Optometry, and then you pursued a residency in cornea and contact lenses. So it's great to have you on the podcast. You know, I have a lot of doctors that I talk to over the years, and a lot of them want to go into industry. And it's great to have someone on the podcast that was in academia and now as an industry with Tarsus as a senior medical uh, ambassador. So um, I, I wanted to have my listeners listen to this podcast to get some advice and how to go into industry and how they can pursue it. And, and, and before you went into industry, uh, you know, you were at the New England College of Optometry and you know, you specialized in ortho K and, and medically necessary contact lenses and, you know, irregular corneas and ocular surface disease. You were promoted to associate professor of clinical optometry and the residency director at NECO for cornea and contact lenses and, you know, taught various courses on that. And then, you know, you, you lectured nationally and internationally on these topics and recognized as America's best doctor by Newsweek three years in a row um, so what brought you to, you know, take a prestige, you know, leave college from prestigious position and take on industry? What inspired you to do this? And, you know, give us a little bit of background so our listeners can can have some insight. Yeah, I mean, the way you make it sound, uh, I should have never left. Right. Um, no. So I think. You know, for me, and again, NECO really set the bar high for what a career should look like and, you know, being able to be supportive and helping me uh, in my career path and pursue the dreams that I had for my career. They were very, very good at that. Um, And I think that's one thing that's really great about academia is that you get to really explore the interests that you have um, unabashedly, like you get to explore them and you get to, uh, do them fully, um, with the support of your mentors and, um, other people around that are generally there to watch you succeed. And, and they essentially want you to be promoted, be elevated, um, be on a national podium. You know, they want to see you do those things. They want you to they want you to do scholarly activities. They want you to publish. So they really want you to share your work. And I think from academia, that's what I learned is that what I'm learning in my clinical settings, what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, it's really important to take that and share the work that we're doing. Because ultimately, you know, by uh, sharing what we're doing, we're, we're elevating the rest of the community and the rest of the field as well. And so for me, you know, the foundation of my background has been in education, working with students, working with residents has been such an important piece of what I have come to love in terms of my career. And all of it stems from, from education. And then being able to do continuing education programs, whether that's locally, regionally, nationally, I feel like that really gave me the drive to help others within the community and, um, you know, share what I'm learning and what I'm doing uh, at the NECO Center for Eye Care or NECO's clinical sites uh, and be able to explore that with the rest of my community and the field. And I think uh, the peer-to-peer education piece was really what got me thinking about how can I elevate Uh, my career another step? And what else can I do that I haven't done before? So I was being invited to, you know, speak at events and and, um, was a KOL. And so that made me kind of 
uh, intrigued about the other side of industry and how it works to be on the other side. And that's kind of why I uh, decided to see what it would be like to be uh, in the industry role myself. Yeah. So you kind of got a feel of what it was like um, traveling, putting education together, meeting with other doctors. You know, I think I go to a lot of conferences and I I think it's great for doctors to go to conferences because it does elevate you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You see what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. um, And it takes you to the next level. A lot of doctors want to pursue what's next in optometry. They they conquer what they conquered in in their practice and they want to see what else is out there. Um, What is some advice for doctors maybe that aren't in academia that might want to, you know, uh, go into industry? Yeah, so I kind of alluded to this a little earlier. I always say, you know, again, share your experiences in clinical practice out with the rest of the world because, you know, you are seeing some complex cases. You are managing some really cool stuff that I feel like others can learn from. And once you start putting yourself at in that pedestal in that role um, and kind of sharing what you're doing, it kind of helps others learn around you. And then it puts you in that spotlight to see that, you know, you are someone of, of um, interest. You're a thought leader. You're someone that others are looking to for advice and expertise. And I think once you frame your um, your work life in that way, then you can start to kind of um, bring that, uh, make that influence for yourself. And then you'll see, you know, companies will seek you out, national societies will seek you out to, to be a speaker, to be on a panel. And then it's just, you know, uh, um, next level from there. Um, and I think, you know, you really alluded to um, going to conferences. And I think that's a really good way to network too, right? To try and get to know others within your field, within your expertise, within your area of interest, uh, whether it's a you know specialty contact lenses like I did or glaucoma, retina, whatever it is that you're really interested in. If you start to go to these conferences and start to see and network with those that are, you know, keynote speakers and the ones that are the ones on the national podium, I think it'll help to kind of form a mentorship and a relationship there as well. And then, you know, they can help you elevate your career too. Excellent. So tell us why you specifically chose Tarsus when you decide to go into industry. Yeah, that's a really good question. Because, um, you know, again, I, I, I said this earlier, and I'll say it again, I think when it comes to NECO, they really, really set the bar high for me, in terms of what a really good career should look like in terms of what a work culture should be like, and in terms of what I want my mentors and those around me to, to do for me. And so it, it wasn't going to be just any company. And so when uh, when Tarsus, you know, when I became aware of the Tarsus position, I really looked at the company itself to see, you know, if I would fit into that, uh, into the culture and how it would work. Um, and specifically with Tarsus, you know, it is um, a smaller company. It's new. Um, they're targeting diseases with unmet unmet needs. And I think for me, that was uh, a game changer, because I really wanted to be at the forefront of innovation and to be able to, you know, help the patients that haven't been yet helped before. And so Demodex blepharitis was the first kind of uh, disease state that we were focusing on that Tarsus was focusing on. And I had seen those patients in my practice, and I'd seen them suffer. And I'd seen that there wasn't uh, a viable treatment option that I could you know, support uh, and and treat for them. So I think that was kind of the main um, impetus that got me going. And then when I started to meet the people of Tarsus, that was, you know, the end where I just really saw a very fostering um, environment, um, a really good teamwork, um, like teamwork in action. And it just felt like I was, you know, 
in my second home. And I just felt like, okay, this is the, the next step for me. Um, beyond that, as I got to know the company even more, I got to see all of the diversity and the focus on diversity that they have. Um, you know, the, the CEO and the CFO. So um, the CEO is Bobby. And he shared in one of his intros when he met us during Welcome Week that um, his his father uh, was um, from Iran and used to make Persian rugs. And my father was from Afghanistan and did the exact same thing. And I'd never met anyone that actually had like whose whose parents shared the same background, let alone on a on a CEO, like a C-suite level. So I think that was like a very kind of inspiring story for me. And it made me think that I'm amongst my people. So I think the diversity, the culture, I think just the general feeling I get uh, being a, a Tarsan is what we call our employees uh, has been uh, really kind of great and and. A, a much pleasant experience than I even, you know, thought I would experience. Yeah, I've got to know uh, the Tarsons over the years and just going to conferences and things like that. It, it is, it's a great culture, great people. Um, and it's it's great to see that it's finally got FDA approved, uh, yes. you know, a little early. But tell us about your role at Tarsus, because a lot of doctors are interested in, in roles like yours. Yeah, so my role at Tarsus um, is, we call it a, a senior medical ambassador. It is very similar to a medical science liaison role, if you're familiar with, um, with that industry role. And basically, I am the liaison between industry and medical researchers and medical professionals um, for basically, you know, helping with any preclinical um post-marketing studies, as well as just establishing relationships with, you know, thought leaders and key opinion leaders um, and just helping them with providing um, medical information to them and just being able to provide them with um, all of the scientific side of things when it comes to our therapeutic options that Tarsus is offering to um, patients and, and providers in general. So again, I, as I was saying earlier, you know, I wanted to see what it would be like on the other side. And this is exactly what that is, is where I'm the one, you know, seeking out our thought leaders. I'm the one trying to develop those relationships. And, and that's been really, really cool because I'm seeing and meeting just like yourself, such really awesome people that I feel like I would have never got to meet in my um, prior role, or I would have only got to kind of do a touch and go thing. Whereas now I can spend, you know, more time um, fostering a relationship between, you know, the leaders in our field. Do you feel that academia and, and industry are alike? Are they different? Like, what are some things? Because a lot of doctors that go into these roles sometimes are not in academia. So yeah, I think academia really prepared me in terms of building confidence in me and, and knowing that I'm able to do this job and do it well. Um, so I think for me, like I knew that, um, you know, I, I, I could do this job. And I think that's what academia did for me. I had the um, scientific and research background that academia uh, provided for me. So it laid a really good foundation for me. Um, but it's certainly not um, a requirement to be in academia or, you know, do anything related to industry to first join industry or first join a company like Tarsus. I think that if you have the interest, um, you should pursue it. We have a team of all OD field medical um, senior medical ambassadors. And I'll say that I think two of us are from academia and um, four or five of us are from clinical practice. And we literally just came from clinical practice. We had an interest in industry and that's kind of how um, that took off. So I think that if you have an interest in industry, keep trying um, 
to, to land these positions. Uh, I hear that they're a little challenging to land if you don't have a, a, a background like academia or um, uh, or just clinical practice. But I think that um, if you're personable, if you're someone that you know, loves um, peer-to-peer interactions. And if you thrive in those environments, I think industry is a really good place for you. Yeah, I think with you said diversity, and I think also what you said, academia, clinical practice, people maybe from other companies, industry, um, I've seen over the years, maybe not talking about other companies, but this company, you know, wants diversity. So it's gonna, you know, have different medical liaisons. I've seen KOLs from different practice modes as well. So I think that's important as well. Um, You know, you've worked with a lot of students in your career. What are some advice you can give students um, that coming out of school and maybe looking to go into practice or academia or industry? Uh, You know, give us what your insight is. I tell, I talk to a lot of students. I just say, you know, be open to a lot of opportunities, continue to learn. I mean, I'm 16 years out still learning. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I, I don't I don't think I could have said it better um, because I, I do feel like when it comes to students, like the path that's really carved out for you and it feels like this is the path that's carved out for you right after graduation is in clinical practice, is in private practice. I feel like our students um, are trained for that. So of course, like that's the natural next step is to go into clinical practice. But I feel like I wanna make sure that our students are aware of all the different industry options that are available to them and how even right after graduation or a year or two out of graduation, they can pursue these roles and they will do a really good job. I mean, when you're, you know, first graduating, you kind of are much more flexible in your role. Um, For me, for example, I have a daughter and, you know, travel can be a little bit difficult for a little one at home. Um, But I think to myself, if I had landed this position right after graduation or a couple years after graduation, I, I would have had no limitations in terms of travel. I would have been all over the place. I would have been able to do a lot more with my time and a lot more um, in terms of, you know, um, really just just take the take the position in, in, in its entirety in terms of all the great things and the flexibility it offers. So I think when you're a student, I wouldn't want you to close the doors for um, a non a clinical practice type position such as this one because um, even when I was coming out and I was you know joining academia the advice that I was given over and over again was you know have at least three to four days in clinical practice don't forsake that for the rest of your um, you know your career uh, and I think that was really good advice at the time and for me like I really wanted to pursue um, specialty contact lens in practice and help those patients I wanted to do ortho K, so I think that was you know a good fit for me but um, in hindsight, I think that that advice is is um, it lacks a little foresight because I do feel like you should be able to do what you really want to do, what you're um, you know what you're what you're good at doing, what environment you would thrive in, and if that's being in an industry position where you're basically um, you know have very limited clinical um, care experience, I think that's okay too. So I do think that because optometry is so fruitful and that it offers so many different uh, modes of practice, I do think that it's important to um, pursue all types of uh, opportunities and and not shy away from ones that you know ne- don't necessarily um, fit what you've been trained for in terms of clinical practice. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of different opportunities and, you know, we're kind of seasoned to just go see patients right after school, but there are a lot of opportunities. Some doctors will thrive in that that setting. Others will thrive in industry, academia. It depends what your passion is, what you like. And what's great is what you've uh, shown too, is you can pivot, 
right? And and you can do a lot more um, <laughs> what you want. And I've seen a lot of doctors sell practices over the years, go into industry, go to academia, or and 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 try different things. So you know, optometry I think is still a great profession. There's a lot of different things. I know for me, I like to mix it up. I know all doctors like to do that too. The other KOLs in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important too. And and you have some insight on um, you know an advocate for your patients, maybe to industry too, to say, I, you know, this is what I'm, I'm showing in my practice because we're, we're in the trenches. So uh, I want to thank you so much, doc, for coming on the podcast, sharing your insights. Um, it's been a pleasure and um, it's been great um, meeting you over the last uh, few weeks too. Uh, as well. Yeah. Hopefully we can continue our um, relationship and friendship as well. So excited. Thank you so much for ha- having me. This was, uh, this was awesome. Yeah.